0: Hello everyone, welcome to Studio 4's podcast series called The Digital Blueprint. My name is Ajit Gupta and I will be talking with Architect Chirak Derya about the practical ways to implement BIM and debunk the myths revolving around BIM. Today's podcast we are going to talk about Design 2 as built with BIM. Chirag, as a project owner, when we are up to adopting BIM, there is a big challenge that it should be succeed. So when it comes to that, a roadway of selecting the paths, the right paths, how to approach, which approach should be adopted and which should be dropped, it plays a very vital role. Right. So just to which, which path should be followed, how to approach. Can you please uh, brief about this?
1: So when a project is about to start, the project owner is appointing various design consultants on the project. Right. It's important that the scope of BIM is included in the design consultant scope so that they are producing the BIM models for their design process. Okay. And a BIM consultant can be brought on board to guide the whole team. So the BIM consultant will set up the BIM execution plan, the BIM execution will define the roles and responsibilities of various stakeholders in the project. At the same time, the BIM consultant will define in the BEP what is the level of information that is required in the BIM model, who will put it at what stage, right? what are the different uh, workflows that will be required when we look at the deliverables and approve those drawings which are reaching, let's say, DD stage, tender stage, GFC stage. So. The BIM execution plan, once it defines all of this and the BIM models are produced, after that, the BIM consultant will federate those BIM models, will run clash checks on the project and make sure that the clashes are resolved in the BIM model. Right. At the same time, drawings are being issued. Right. So, assuming all of this process is followed, you, at some point, you're reaching tender set of drawings and models and BOQs. You're also reaching GFC level of models, drawings and BOQs. Right. Got it.
0: So as you said, the design consults should have this in your scope for modelling. Yes. Okay. So now we have correct model up to GFCs. So what is the next steps according to you?
1: So assuming that we have the GFC drawings, uh, which have been issued from the BIM models. Right. Different contractors also are in the pro, you know, are getting appointed. So certain contractors such as MEP, facade, lighting, vertical transportation. You know, they all provide their shop drawings and inputs, which need to be rechecked against the architectural and the RCC designs. Okay. At this point, it's important that you know whoever is not equipped with BIM capabilities, the BIM consultant incorporates that vendor information and coordinates the models again to get a final model, which is almost like a final execution drawing with all the updated BOQs now at this stage.
0: Right. So you mentioned about BOQs. So how this BOQ is differ and different from the GFC level BOQ.
1: So BOQs keep getting advanced at every stage. We had the tender BOQs which were generated from the design consultants models, post-tendering and appointment of contractors, many contractors have suggested improvements based on the availability of material, their optimization which they have suggested. This change, once approved by the consultants, need to be incorporated in the BIM models. This information comes over a long period of time as the contractors come on board and they conduct their optimization. With that, we have a revision in BOQs for items such as MEP, facade, lighting, vertical transportation, and such allied fields where optimization can be expected from the contractors. This revised BOQ will enable our final budget for the project.
0: Contractors must be coming in a several time at a several stages of projects. And at the same time, those Practical level, BOQ should be incorporated and extracted from the. Basically, it is very complex to in at the standpoint of project management.
1: Precisely. You know, change is inevitable in construction. BIM allows us to embrace that change. What do I mean by that? Is that as the changes in the models are being done by various stakeholders, parallelly, extraction of quantities can happen to see the impact of that change on the budget.
0: Yes, right, right. So now we have the correct model with correct quantities, is this sufficient to proceed ahead?
1: Yes. So with these models and quantities that we have at every stage, we can now create our work breakdown structure and our network of activities for our planning. Right. Our planners can now connect the sequence of activities, the production factors of each activity, the resources that are required using a 5D BIM software, thereby generating a detailed construction schedule. Okay. This is our 4D construction plan, which can be further optimized with the help of 4D simulations. Once you have an acceptable plan, we can get into progress monitoring of each activity.
0: Okay. So how we ensure that the ongoing site execution is being done based on the design and uh, based on the BIM model.
1: This is a very important topic. Not many actually are realizing the importance of this and the essence of it. Let's say various stakeholders got together and created BIM models, coordinated everything and produced execution drawings. So a lot of effort was spent on doing that. However, we now have the 2D drawings post all of this effort. Essentially, we did a 3D model to finally get a 2D output out of it. And now we are expecting the site team to execute from that 2D output and construct for us in 3D. Very correct. Do you see the anomaly here? You know, it's all it's all very odd. Right. So 2D is important from a documentary standpoint. 2D is not going anywhere, but we need to help the execution team construct better. In that case, We need to execute from the 3D BIM models using devices such as Robotic Total Station, which can stake out at site in all three dimensions using laser beams. Okay, okay. Whether you are constructing a wall or placing a sprinkler pipe or a switchboard on the wall, the laser beam will point you where to construct. Oh, okay. This will enable execution teams to construct right the first time itself. It's like you have a tablet-like screen where you can tap on which part of the drawing or model you want to now execute at site. Right. And the Robotic Total Station will directly point to that place in the physical construction site for you. Okay. The RTS operates with a global coordinates and it can self-level itself. You have a benchmark established on site and the RTS will stake out for you anywhere in your construction site.
0: Okay, okay. So these robotic total stations are being used right now in the construction Absolutely, the they moment?
1: are. Correct. Okay. Now once you have all of these things executed at site, all these activities as they proceed, laser scan can also happen progressively. So once you have a laser scan of all these activities, the lidar scanners actually create a point cloud data, which can be overlaid on the BIM model. This process will help us identify any mistakes or deviations which might have happened during execution. Okay. And right before the contractor finishes his work, he can be asked to rectify it before leaving from his work. This way, we ensure that the checks are happening then and there without losing time. This is a very big thing. As we have seen in traditional processes that sometimes while the slab had been casted, there was a little cave in the slab or the finishing contractor uh, you know, then is later on asked to Uh, you know add more material to level that caving but let's say for example the contractor who had done the RCC work he was stopped and asked to repair it right there so then you could have saved that cost later on during finishing stages likewise for MEP if an MEP contractor had probably fixed uh, or put a hanger on the ceiling somewhere which is in the wrong place okay and you asked him to correct it immediately because you have a laser scan data where that data can be overlapped with the BIM model and you asked him to rectify it right right there so then you will not be forced to create a sleeve at a different position which was not there in your design great so robotic total station is allowing you to point where to construct and the laser scan is helping you identify any deviations
0: great great so this is resolving a very practical problem on the site based on this can i assume that we are verifying the quantities of bills whatever is contractor raising to us and all on the side
1: yes so let's say for example we first thing we actually figured is that we had a plan in place we had the robotic vehicle station executing. We had a laser scanner comparing, right? Okay. So we could also see the planned versus actual. We could also un- understand the delay, which is getting cost. Okay. So we have our time to complete and the cost to complete reports getting generated. We also have our look ahead reports coming out from the application. And the quantities that are getting completed at site are being recorded back into the model. Okay. So with that quantity, I can have a monthly report of the activities that each of the contractor has completed. So I know the monthly quantities that the contractor has completed and I can compare it with the bills that the contractors are submitting. So our billing verification process can happen in that that same way.
0: So Chirag, I believe in our conversation in this podcast, we have covered various stages like design, design management, then the construction, then execution and the progress monitoring of the projects. I believe everything is covered here now it comes to as built so what you have to say in bim for as built
1: so as you can see uh, as the construction is progressing yeah. uh, progress monitoring ha- happening using the bim models and the laser scanners right with the help of laser scanners we also know what actually finally got executed ha, right that means in the bim model we are now incorporating what got executed finally at site right and that is helping us update and reach our as built models What's left is to also add any metadata that you require in the models, such as any equipments that you've installed, which have its commissioning date, uh, you know the warranty information, manufacturer's information, who is going to provide the AMC for that equipment. Likewise, there are so many items like furniture, MEP equipments, IBMs. All of these will have a lot of metadata to be added to the BIM model. Okay. And with that, and all the specification documents. Which can be attached to the model can also be supplied at the end as a handover for as built. So, when I'm supplying for as built handover, I'm giving them the as built BIM models, the as built drawings, and any other data or text sheets that they require for closure of the project. So, with that, we've completed all the way through. Yes, yes.
0: So, that means the actual deviation during the project execution is captured in the as built. That's so, right. So, I guess now you have covered the whole from A to Z of a construction project, right? Yes. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Chirag.
1: Thank you.